Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Your live stream is over. What are the next steps to maximize replay views and exposure? On this episode of Launch Your Live, we discuss what to do when you're done with your live stream. So, Jim, I know you and I, we've talked about quite a number of topics about live video. And, you know, one of the areas that always comes up is people want to know what do they do after their live stream? I mean, should I move on to the next live stream? What do you think? Well, I think one of the problems is that too many live streamers finish it and then they are off to produce the next one. And is this really the right thing to do? I mean, to me, it's no different than a, a podcast or even a pre-recorded YouTube video. You want that live stream to continue to live on. I mean, you may just have had an amazing guest on that's provided all this great value. And unfortunately, right, the time of your live stream doesn't always coincide with your followers and viewers and, and, and potential listeners. And they may not have realized that you had this person on because, right, the algorithms aren't always our friend. So we really have to think of how can we create an opportunity to make this content evergreen because we want people to go back and watch it. Uh, you know, in, in fact, I would even say you and I have both see a lot of times it's not always so much about the live stream, live viewers, but the replay viewers. So really what we're talking about to, today is how you can increase the awareness of this episode you just finished so that you continue to grow your community of, of viewers. And so, you know, today I thought we'd talk about a couple areas that we could use to help make this happen. Definitely. Yeah. So we made two areas or I'd say we've divided up in, up into two buckets and the first one is about post promotion. And the second one is about repurposing or at least some ideas to help you repurpose your live streams. Um, so Jim, you know, the first item we had in our post promotion list is so when somebody's done with that live stream, uh, we said that, you know, Hey, you should create a Twitter list for your guests. Why is this important? Yeah. So one of the things that we sometimes tend to forget is that, you know, it's called social media for a reason. It's not so much about being a broadcast platform, but as a way to connect with people. So when you create a Twitter list, and this works in a lot of great areas, but this is really great for, for shows, live stream shows, you know, even throw in podcasts. When you add that person's Twitter account to your list, it does two things. One, they get notified that they've been added to your list. But two, now you see all the tweets from that individual on that list. So it makes it very easy for you to continue to engage with your guest after the show. And it keeps you somewhat top of mind. You know, it may remind them in the future, like, you know what, I know this individual that make a great guest on this show because otherwise, you know, you think about it, how many shows have you possibly been on as a guest that you never heard from those people again? And I'm sure it's happened to other people. So this really helps build that that networking, that bond that because uh, you, know, you might have had an amazing guest and it shows them 
that you have not forgotten about them. So I think that's one of the really powerful things uh, that you can do because, you know, even if you say do a tweet, you know, down the road, like about the show that was maybe a couple months ago, because that's one of the things we're going to talk about a little bit here. They're going to see that, uh, you know, and you and you'll see if they're reacting to it as well. That's a really good point. Yeah. And so with Twitter list, by the way, also don't forget that when you add somebody, as you mentioned, you know, they can get notified if it's a public list, but then also Twitter can recommend those lists as well to people as well. You know, if you are on a really good and popular Twitter list, and they're also something that if somebody's going to be doing maybe a tweet chat or things like that, you know, it's another way also for them to let people know about that Twitter list. So Twitter list, definitely a great way uh, to uh, use it when you're finished with your live stream. I even use it before my live stream. I basically have a list of all the guests that we have, you know, that we've ever had on. And the benefit there is so that A, it helps me, but B, it also helps my guests as well, um, you know, to remember what all they've been on. Uh, another way though to... Uh, promote your live stream is to share that with your co-host and your guests. And what I mean by that, I mean, share the recordings, you know, in this, uh, this can come in uh, a number of different forms. So for example, if you've got a YouTube video, share that YouTube video with your guest after the show. Um, in addition to that though, you can also download the audio tracks and send those out to your guest or your co-host as well. You know, and uh, again, I mean, I, I was talking about this yesterday, actually, uh, on another show I was doing. And we were talking about how, you know, it's almost sort of like common courtesy. So if you have somebody on your live stream and, you know, they're on your live stream, you want to make sure that they're also being an active participant. It doesn't mean they just join your live stream show and they never come back. You want them to also do some of those things to help, i.e., promote the show beforehand, also promote the show afterwards, for example, you know, doing things like that. And a great way is to make sure that you have given them ample opportunity to do that. Don't just, you know, assume that they're going to go share your live stream after the fact. You want to make sure you give them, you know, maybe it's a graphic, maybe it's the full video, maybe it's the audio, just give them the information, maybe give them, you know, a couple of quick points about it and, you know, kind of let them do their thing. So what's another way, Jen, uh, when you're done with your live streams, like that people should be following. Yeah. So one of the things, and you do a really good job of this with, uh, with social chatter is create a blog post. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about in a future episode, some of the tools you can do to quickly create that, but that blog post right now, this is something you can put on your website. You know, you can put on some of your other social channels to get more views on your website, but you know, it's by actually taking the transcription of the video uh, you can even sometimes kind of rephrase things, you know, but ultimately have a link to get people to go back and watch the video, you know, because you got to remember people learn differently. And so not everybody's going to watch a video. Some people, you know, actually still like to read. Uh, so creating a blog post uh, can be a very powerful way uh, as well to to repurpose your live stream. Because, you know, we got to remember, right, this goes back to uh, the live, you know, just there's, you know, if, if we were to do a poll, I would guarantee you that over 90% of people do not repurpose their live streams once the show is over. No, very good point, actually. Yeah. And so 
it does take a little bit of extra work to create a blog post, you know, but if, for example, if you've made a live stream, one thing you can do is if you go over to YouTube, usually I think it's about 24 to 48 hours after the post is finished, you can typically download the transcription. And if you want to go that route, you can literally just copy and paste that into an article on your website. If you want to get more bang for your buck out of that, create an actual blog post around what you've talked about and embed your live stream in the content. You know, this way uh, Google knows what you are focusing on for that particular article. If people watch the YouTube video, that's going to give you some of that replay value that we talked about. And in addition to that, it's also opportunities for you to get the word out about the topics you did talk about. You know, it's one thing to uh, just do your live stream and get a couple people to tune into the replay. But like, let's say you happen to feature a product, for example, or a tool or something like that on the live stream that you did, or even a guest, they're not necessarily going to know about, people are not going to know about that unless you really tell them. So for example, if you featured a tool, maybe you have the blog post that has a little bit more about the tool and the video, uh, but then you could also go send a tweet out, for example, as well saying, Hey, you know, thanks a lot to so-and-so's product. We featured it on whatever the episode was you were doing. Um, so Jim, let's do this. Let's switch over. So those are just some of the ways to uh, do post promote or for post promotion of your live stream and, and post promotion, meaning after the fact, right? Um, so, uh, what are some other ways uh, that people can uh, utilize when they're finished with their live stream? Right. So when we get into actually repurposing, so we, we talked about actually sharing the actual recording, but also share the episode with your guest, give them the links to where the show actually played so that they can easily send it out to their, uh, to their followers, to their community. Because one thing that I think guests sometimes forget is they've just been given the spotlight from a, you know, a show, uh, you know, show host that is talking about them most of the time. It's usually not them coming on to listen to the host talk about themselves or talking about the guests. So here they've got some, you know, basically if you want to call it free PR that they can get out and, and show people kind of their latest and greatest and what they've got going on uh, in, in their business or in their life. And so I think a lot of times uh, they just forget about that. So if you can kind of serve that up to that guest, well, that guest has a following that's probably not your following. And so that may get you to have more people start to follow and want to become a part of your community. So, you know, just as simple as copying those links to whether it's the YouTube uh, show episode or if it's a Facebook live or, or wherever you're, you're uh, going live to share that link with the guest. And so that way they'll be able to repurpose it uh, as well on their end. Great point, actually. And in addition to sharing just the links, another thing, you know, and we always talk about this and a lot of people, you know, they say social media is the way to get, you know, the word out. Well, it actually is not always the way to get the word out. Email is actually still one of the top ways uh, to reach your customers. So if you've been building an email list, you know, and this could be on your live show, it could be through your website, you know, your YouTube channel, any, any of the properties that you own, um, send out information about your episode to your email list. You have to remember people don't always tune in live and they may go watch the replay, but sometimes also people get busy. And if they've not had a chance to get to your you know site, they've not had a chance to check out the replay. 
you need to give them a nudge. And a great way to do that is to send out an email to your list. And I'd recommend doing something like that maybe on uh, typically like, for example, if you broadcast on, say, a Friday by Monday, I would send out my email probably first thing Monday morning. Hey, thanks a lot, you know, for tuning in to our show and encourage them to go and watch the replay. Um, in addition to that, though, Jim, what are some other ways that you can uh, repurpose those live streams when you're finished? Yeah, so one thing you can do is is create some tweets that link back, whether to your blog post or even to the video itself. And, and you can even do things like there's a things called chapters now in YouTube videos. So you could send them back to that specific link where the guest said some, you know, knowledge, uh, knowledge bomb that uh, will mm -hmm. take them to that part of the video. And then maybe they watch it. And also YouTube is starting to roll out what they call YouTube clips. Mm -hmm. So clips will be another great way that you can take a small piece of that video repurpose it uh, fairly quickly, uh, but get that out on Twitter. Because one of the things about Twitter, uh, you know how I'm a huge Twitter fan, Christian, yeah. mm -hmm. is that it doesn't punish you like other platforms for sharing links. And so it goes back to if, if it's, uh, you know, if you have a Twitter list, that, that's the other thing, right? Even with the Twitter list, you can share that list out to your community and say, hey, here's here's our Twitter list of all the guests we've had on this show. Uh, and people can subscribe to these lists as well. So that's another uh, way, you know, that the tweets with uh, maybe a paragraph out of that blog post, because, you know, you're limited to 280 characters, but kind of highlight, you know, it's kind of that create that FOMO, that fear of missing out to get people to go back uh, and, and read the full poster, go back to watching the video. And going back to your point about creating chapter markers on YouTube. So basically it's something that you just add to a description in your YouTube video. But what's also really cool about it is that I can also right click on that graphic and, or like on the video, for example. And when I right click on the video, what I can also do then is say, uh, copy the link at the current time. And then that's something that I can also just quickly tweet out as well um, to you know, highlight a specific point. I know one thing I do, Jim, is every time we're doing, for example, my show, I'm over there making notes about when we're changing topics so that I don't have to actually go back afterwards and try to fast forward through and find all this. It's a lot easier if I just make the notes as I'm going. So I keep, you know, just a piece of paper next to me to work on. Um, now, in addition to obviously, you know, creating tweets and uh, using, you know, clips, whether it's YouTube clips or uh, just creating some of those uh, chapter markers at certain points. Um, another uh, way that people can get more out of their live streams is to repurpose that audio. And I know one of the ways that I like to do this is um, to turn it into a podcast. You know, it's it's very simple. You know, I know that people, uh, when they're done with their live streams, they think like, hey, you know what, I'm finished. And they don't need to do anything else with it. But you have to remember, you know, to your point earlier, you need to be hitting your audience where they're at. And not everybody's going to be reading a blog post. Some people are going to watch your video. And there are people that, you know, they commute, for example. So they're going to still want to consume your content. And that means that they need an audio version of it. For example, if they're driving, for example, or they're at a place where they don't have a lot of good internet, they may be able to download that episode. And the great thing about this is it's extremely easy to repurpose your live stream audio into a podcast. For example, 
you simply just go and download the video. Like if you're broadcasting to YouTube, go into your YouTube studio, there's an option to download the video, and then you can simply open it and say QuickTime, and it will let you save just the audio from that video. And then all you have to do is make a couple of edits, for example, if you even want to do that, and then put it up on your podcast host. And this is going to give you the opportunity to uh, get your episode out on Apple Music, almost or sorry, Apple Podcasts. Sorry, uh, I almost said iTunes there, and then I actually went Apple Apple Music, but uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, uh, pretty much all the major podcasting services. And the thing is, at that point, those are opportunities to do exactly what you said earlier: drive them back. It's got really good replay value there. And I know there's one other way, right, Jim, that you can use to. Uh, y- convert your live stream, right? What is that last way? Yeah, the, the last way is what we call uh, flash briefings, Alexa flash briefings. And these can be anywhere from two to 10 minute, and it's an audio only clip. Uh, it's it's free from Amazon, right? So now this is available on on everybody's, you know, uh, you know, Echo Dots, Echo Shows, whatever. And when they ask, you know, Alexa to play their flash briefing, if they subscribe to your flash briefing, they will get that that little tease of maybe a summary of what you talked about. Uh, there are some programs though, if you want to schedule it, that uh, you know they're they cost a little bit of money. I know there's one I use called SoundUp that cost about uh, ten dollars a month. But uh, flash briefings also build subscriber counts. So if you're looking at you know potentially down the road monetization or sponsorships, this is something you can point to that you have X number of people subscribing to your content on top of what you've got going on with your, um, your, your actual live stream as well. So, you know, and Amazon is really becoming a dominant player in in a lot of areas. I mean, you know, we both have uh, shows on Amazon as an example that go live. So these are, these are ways to, um, to just get more exposure after the fact, because otherwise that show is just going to kind of like be hidden. You're hiding these gems, from your audience because they just didn't happen to be there or maybe they've just started listening to your show and don't realize that a year ago you had some great interview with somebody and and, and they don't know to go back and look there. And you also have to remember this, you know, for starters with the Alexa flash briefing, like one thing I do is, you know, I make it a five to seven minute recording of a one hour episode, for example, and it's very quick. It's just hitting the highlights. And then there's a URL that I give people at the end for example, it's uh, socialchefs.com slash SC, what was it, 284, I think this past week, Jim, you know, mm-hmm. and that would drive them directly back to the blog post that I've written, you know, but um, the benefit here is, you know, you're able to get your content out there, you know, and one thing that I think is really super important here is the fact that just because you've done your live stream once, like you, to your point, you have to keep promoting it. You have to keep telling people about it. They're not going to know about it otherwise, you know, if they're not following you and there could be some really good long-term benefits there. If you are doing a live stream and let's say you've interviewed somebody really great or somebody new at the time. And then that person, for example, starts to get really big. People are going to then want to actually learn more about them. And your content might come up if you're on all these platforms and you're promoting it and you're telling people about it. So, um, just so many different things you can do beyond just, you know, 
going live and moving on to the next episode. So, you know, just a quick recap. I mean, we talked about post promotion options, such as creating a Twitter list, sharing the recording with your host and your, your co-host and your guest, creating a blog post, you know, doing all these cool things that Google likes to see, for example, uh, or that Twitter likes to see to recommend you to other people that you may not even know, uh, repurposing it by sharing episodes with your guests, you know, sending out your, to your email list, creating tweets, um, and much more. Um, but I want to thank everybody for joining us, uh, Jim, for episode 55 of the Launch Your Live podcast, where we discuss what to do when you're done with your live stream. And hint, it's not move on to the next live stream. So we'll dive into more tools and additional ways to repurpose your live streams on a future episode. Remember, if you need help with your live streams, contact us for a consultation by messaging us on our Facebook page at Launch Your Live. For more information on this episode, head to launchyour.live forward slash EP55. We'll see you all on a future episode. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.